0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is At The Helm Sports. I'm your host, Derek Helm. Thank you for joining me for episode 93. Please be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave those five-star reviews. If you are playing any MMA or NFL DFS or making any wagers of any kind, head over to themadlabmma.com, or you can click the link in the description, have everything you need over there for DFS and your wagers, have a ton of guys in the discord betting all sorts of sports. So if you're into anything other than just MMA or NFL, we got you covered there too. Also yardsperfantasy.com. You can check out my cash game breakdown and Thursday night articles over there. And as always, thehelmsports.com. And I will have my roster construction article up there on Saturday. But we're diving into week two. We are already into the second week of the season. Pretty exciting. But joining me tonight, we have James Fitzpatrick. What's well, good? And making his triumphant return, Johnny Giacino.
1: Been a while. It's good to be back, man. Good to be back.
0: Hell yeah. So yeah, we're going to dive into the slate. We're going to basically do the same that we did last week. Go game by game. I I just think it adds a little bit more context than just saying, I like this player. I don't like this player. So if we jump right into it, the first game we have on the slate is the Green Bay Packers heading to Atlanta to face the Falcons. Packers are one and a half point favorites on the road over under of 40 and a half. Now, this one's kind of interesting because Aaron Jones is dealing with a hamstring injury. Recording this on Thursday, he still has not practiced, so not looking good. But he did do some individual drills today, so it's possible they're just being careful with him. But definitely got to monitor that because that, that's what matters the most for this game. If he's out, obviously, A.J. Dillon could be a good play at, at 5.9 thousand. But I, I do think that they could actually sprinkle in that that rookie they have, Wilson, at 4K. And I, I don't know if I'd really want to load up too much on this game. As I said last week with the Carolina-Atlanta game, that this it's just going to go so fast because Atlanta runs the ball so much. They just chew up so much clock, but Bijan looked like the real deal. 7.9K, I think if you just wanted to play him and be on your way, that's fine. But, Johnny, what, what are you looking at for this game?
1: Well, this is actually one of the games I was actually not too interested in. Just seems like they have a bad pace, really no good projection value. Um, right now, Aaron Jones is actually still in. So he's actually the only one that seems to have a decent projection. Um, there are guys liking this game from just a ceiling perspective. You know, I mean, Bijan is looks like the real deal. It's just that you're going to end up paying up to be contrarian with him at 7900. I mean, that's kind of a little pricey, I think, given the split that he already has. And with the Packers, I'm not sure if Christian Watson's healthy so you know you know what is he going to be and then kind of I'm not sure if I'm Steven still a believer in that team and I'm not touching any of the Falcons passing weapons until I see some respectable volume there so for now it's just maybe sprinkling some of the Atlanta running backs and might take a shot on you know Aaron Jones if he's healthy and even puts a full practice in
0: yeah, that, that's basically where I'm, I'm looking to. It does look like Watson's going to miss again. He's still dealing with that hamstring injury. And yeah, I, I think a common theme on this slate is, you know, we have some games that you can stack and, and maybe go heavy on. But it might actually be one of those weeks where you don't have to stack a whole bunch. You might want a piece from here, a piece from there, because some of these game environments don't look great. And there are good plays in some of these games, but I don't know that you necessarily need to bring it back with every single one of them. And, and this first game is a clear case of that, but Fitz, do you have any different thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I think there's two, two games here. We can kind of stack, but I do agree with the, you know, taking pieces from, from every game here and there. Um, But like you touched on, if Aaron Jones is out, I'm not going to have a lot of pieces of this, but there are some pieces of these two teams I'd take. And it's mostly running game wise. Um, if Aaron Jones is out, I think AJ Dillon's a, a smash spot because he's going to get all the work. He won't come off the field. You know, he he can catch the ball. And um, if they you know commit to the run, I really like AJ Dillon if Aaron Jones is out. And then you guys touched on Bijan, but you didn't talk about you know the better running back um, that, uh, from that game last week. I mean, Algier was, Algier was the was the better back last week. Um, I think you know to get different, everyone's going to jump on Bijan. Um, I think as a standalone play, Algier is just fine by himself, too, at 5.5K. k.
0: I I think you could play Algier. I do think it's getting a little too cute because if he doesn't score touchdowns, he's not doing anything where Bijan still got the bulk of the work. And I mean, he had the most targets in week one of anyone on this slate for running back. So uh, I do think that Bijan is still the play. Now, obviously,
2: there's a huge gap I mean, in, in price there. But that's not necessarily true. I mean, you know, Algier did get you know 15 rushes and had three targets. So you know the yeah, with how the much two, they run the ball, he's gonna get worse. Right. But. That's me. Obviously, the two touchdowns you know completely helped his week last week. But I mean, you know, at you know we don't really know how they're gonna go together. He's 20 40 pounds. Maybe he is the goal line back. You know, we saw it last that's week. Bijan had that's that true. big run, got yeah. to the one, and then Algier punches it in. So I think Algier has you know standalone value. But
1: I think Green Bay's defense is way better than carolinas was last week so that's absolutely that's kind of what's making me not consider it too much to be honest
0: yep all right i think we spend enough on that game now next we have the las vegas raiders heading across the country to play buffalo now buffalo obviously coming off that heartbreaking loss on monday night but they are eight and a half point favorites at home over under of 47 and the bulk of that is coming from buffalo so the books basically think that Buffalo is going to bounce back strong. And I am definitely one to, to back that up. Uh, I'm I'm going to actually play some of this game and it, it's kind of hard because it, it's expensive. If you do want to use Allen, if you want to pair him with digs, they're basically both $8,000. So that gets expensive quick. And really the guys you want to bring back on Vegas, they're not too cheap themselves. I mean, Josh Jacobs 7.1 K is not terrible, but Devonte Adams is, is still up there at 7,600. So Jacoby Myers dealing with an injury. looks like he might, might not be able to go. He, he he was concussed. So if he can't go Hunter Renfro at 3.9 K is, is probably the cheapest price that you want to use. And then you have Dalton Kincaid at 3,300. We saw him get a good amount of work. And as far as tight ends go, I, I think there are worse plays than Kincaid. If you wanted to pair him with Allen. that that's a little bit of a salary savings, but Fitz, why don't you go start us off with this one?
2: Yeah. And I think it's pretty simple. I think, uh, you know, just stack the bills and, uh, bring it back with Josh Jacobs. You know, we saw what Brees Hall um, did against this, you know, Buffalo defense running running everywhere, and, and Cook looked pretty good. So, I think uh, – I know Allen and, and Diggs' stack is expensive, but, you know, I just got a feeling it might be, uh, you know, a little Gabe, Gabe Davis week. So, maybe save some money there. Go uh, Allen, Gabe Davis, bring it back with Josh Jacobs. Um, so, yeah, it will get cute. I think that's, you know, pretty plain right there is what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I mean, Davis could definitely get involved. And I mean, this, this could be a circumstance too, where if, if you do think Buffalo just beats the shit out of them, maybe just go with a Buffalo stack and don't even bring it back. But, Johnny, what, what are you yep. thinking here?
1: You mentioned you were think about playing this game. It looks like you're going to probably bump into a decent amount of ownership. Um, I, especially with the NFL, I tend to look for these games where, you know, the Bills got kind of embarrassed last week, you know. They're going to be playing the Raiders. Their, their defense is horrendous. They're, they're home. This is kind of like one of these like self-esteem boost games. I think for them, they just need to just get you know get better, just feel right about their their game. So I think they're just going to probably just light it up if 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 allowed, you know, just put up you know thirty plus points and just keep the foot foot on the gas. So just as like I mentioned before, depending on the type of contest you're playing, you know, you are going to probably going to run into a decent amount of ownership because the projection looked pretty decent for all the top end guys. You know, Devonte Adams is probably the the best point per dollar play right now on the board. So I'm probably going to play just, you know, given the limited lines, lines, I'm playing just, but, you know, just be aware that ownership is going to be an issue.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely think that they will get some ownership, but because of the elevated prices, I do think it keeps a little bit in check. And then, I mean, another thing to keep in mind too, is I, Playing cash, I think Diggs might be a lock for me this week at wide receiver because, you know, he's at 8K. Obviously, that's not cheap, but I do think that if he didn't play Monday night, he's probably up closer to 9K with with the game that they just saw and, and this matchup. So I'm fine playing a ton of Diggs and cash. But moving on, we have Baltimore heading to Cincy. Now, neither one of these teams really look too good. But Baltimore is is heading to Cincinnati and it's 46 and a half over under, which seems a little bit high maybe for this game, but they are, they are two pretty good offenses. Cincinnati is three point favorites at home. And this one, I don't know where I want to go. Like I said, nobody looked good last week. I I'd probably prefer the Cincinnati side, but I don't know, Johnny, Johnny, what are, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: Uh, first thing, do we know if Mark Andrews is playing? Yeah, I believe he is, but he is
0: still technically questionable.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's slates like this where you start getting into like these ceiling tight ends. Like, you know, I'm not sure how healthy Mark Andrews is, but he he's always in consideration for me. But I think, you know, with both these teams not really playing too well last week, you know, they're going to have to kind of get their act together. I mean, Baltimore had a pretty easy game with, with, with the, um, the Houston Texans, but Cincinnati needs to really get their shit together. So if that's the case, I really think they're really going to try to push it as well. You know, kind of get Burrow just to get him a little more volume. And I think, you know, Baltimore generally has a pretty decent run defense. So I think it's going to be a little more, you know, at least pass over expectation for, for Burrow. So pretty much play everyone. His, his concentration is pretty limited, you know, between Higgins and Chase. So you can kind of make plenty of lapses for robbing around that and other you know other, you know, other pieces on Baltimore side, especially with Zay Flowers still being reasonably priced for getting 10 targets.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a perfect point right there is, I mean, I could see as early as next week, us seeing him up 6,500, somewhere 6,200, definitely elevating his price because 5k is definitely too cheap for what it looks like. He's going to be in this offense. So I I do think he'll be a popular piece of this. I mean, justice Hill, because he's under $5,000 as a running back, people might want to go there, but it could still be Gus Edwards. We don't really know how that's going to pan out was actually a little bit surprising that he was the goal line back last week. But I definitely do think I, – I I do want some Burrow stacks here because I don't think anybody's going to own them after the way they looked last week. Chase at, at 7,900, he's up there and you know basically did nothing last week to warrant that price, and Higgins was even worse, but 6,400 is a really good price for him. You You're just thinking about one game at the beginning of the season with Burrow basically not having a preseason. You would think they're going to look like shit. So I, I could see Burrow coming out here and just – blowing up with one or even both of these guys so I, I definitely do want some burrow stacks maybe bring it back with flowers but fitz what do you think
2: yep no i think it's a you know bounce back spot for both of these teams i think uh you know that would burrow i'm definitely stacking burrow you know burrow um and since he's got to be you know embarrassed from that you know performance last week they're at home um they gotta be pissed off it's gonna come out and then it's you know, pretty straightforward, you know, second Burrow, um, you know, T Higgins had zero targets. Uh, I mean, zero points, zero catches last week. I think they're going to make a focus to get him involved. Chase is just, uh, Chase is just a beast. So I like to, you know, double stack there with Burrow and, and Chase and Higgins. And then on the Baltimore side, it kind of depends on if Andrews plays. I mean, if Andrews plays, I'm good you know, playing Lamar, stacking him with Andrews and then, you know, playing uh, Chase and Higgins um, or, it's, uh, you know, Andrews has a standalone piece in that as uh, to bring back in the, in those barrel stacks, barrel Chase Higgins, and then also play um, Andrews. But if Andrews isn't there, um, it's probably mostly um, the Bengals side, maybe, uh, you know, naked Lamar and, and skinny stack on the Bengals side. But, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I also yep. want to mention both these teams can push each other given the type of playmakers they have. So this could be like one of those situations where, you know, just efficiency can be the key just yep. having big plays from from both sides
2: yeah I think it could be a sneaky yeah sneaky shootout game I can't go either way it could be division you know defensive um play but I think it could uh both these teams come out and, and score
0: yeah 46 and a half is the total I mean that that's one of the higher higher totals on this slate so and because of how bad they both look, like I said, I don't think a lot of people are going to be playing this game. So even if you did want to stack one of the other games and maybe just take a a piece from each side, it could be just so you get access to this game. It could be a low-owned piece that that could possibly shoot out. But next we have this, – this is probably the game I'm going to have the most of. I'm going to stack the shit out of this one. We have Seattle heading to Detroit. And there's an over under 47 and a half. Detroit is four and a half point favorites at home. We saw this game shoot out in week four of of last year, and I don't see any reason why it's going to be any different from the Seattle side. Gino Smith, 5,900 is is a good price for him. Obviously didn't look good last week. Both of their tackles are injured. So that does scare you. But for that reason, I I think everybody's basically going to stay away from this passing game. Now, Kenneth Walker, 5,800, I do think is actually probably the most popular piece of this game. It's just too cheap for him. We saw that he is the guy. People were a little bit worried about Charbonnet, including myself, but he came out and and showed that he's the guy. So I I do think that he is definitely usable. Just keep in mind, he's probably going to be high-owned. But Geno Snacks, Snacks, yeah. Geno stacks (laughs) with (laughs) with DK, with with Lockett, with JSN, I I love it. I'm going to have plenty of those, and then – you, you bring it back. It's pretty concentrated on, on the Detroit side. You have a on Ross ain't Brown up there at 7.8. Josh Reynolds was heavily involved at only 3,700 that, that price is way too small for how involved he was week one. So seven targets and 80 yards last week. I'm fine playing him. It's a cheap, cheap, cheap play that, that should get a, a good amount of targets. And if you wanted to go the golf side, you, you could basically put the two of them or, or one of them in Laporta and, and the, this, this game just has so many options, but Fitz, what are you liking here?
2: Yep, yeah, this is one of the games, um, one of the two games that I really saw for a game stack. I think uh, I like a lot of pieces in this game. I think this game could shoot out. Um, I'm mostly, I'm more on the Detroit side. Um, my boy Jared Goff. I'm gonna be double second hand. We can go Goff. I'm on Ra. I think I'm on Ra. Just gonna eat in the middle of the Seattle defense. Just soak up a bunch of targets. We go Goff. I'm on Ra with Laporta. Um, you mentioned Reynolds Reynolds had a bunch of targets he works in the middle of the field there um, you know Gibbs was kind of in his touches the first week I think that was by design but I mean when he did touch the ball man was he explosive and breaking tackles and he looked great if they can uh you know get him involved in the pass game he gets some more touches I don't mind even playing golf with Gibbs and and a Laporta or, or Amon you know Amon, Amon Ra and then uh on the other side, I think you know you mentioned even though it's gonna be popular, Kenneth Walker's the play, he's the bring back. Um, you know, he, he he's a great play there. Um I'm probably you know, if I'm on the Seattle side, I'll play maybe some of the receivers, you know, by themselves and Metcalf or JSN or Lockett, but I won't be sacking them with Geno. Um, you know, we saw Gino last year when he had all that time and, you know, in the pocket and receivers, he played well, but um, if you're, you know, the protection breaks down, like I said, they got injuries on the offensive line. We saw it, man. Geno's turning back into a pumpkin. He's the Geno we always knew. Um, so I'm not going to be stacking any Geno. Um, I'll have some one-off pieces, you know, as bringbacks on Seattle, but I really like this Detroit side.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely prefer the golf stacks, but I, I will have a couple Gino Geno in there for that reason. I, I just think no one is going to play him. And I mean, they're playing Detroit indoors, so I, I'm fine taking a couple stabs with him. And then as far as Gibbs goes, just the only thing that concerns me with him is 6300 is way yeah, too expensive he's, he's, for, he's for priced, what we saw. Yeah, he's priced
2: up. Yeah, I agree.
0: Now, for, for that reason, obviously, it should keep his ownership down and what should be a pretty high-owned. But you never know because there are Gibbs truthers out there that just they're going to play him no matter what. And there's just guys at that price point that I, I'd rather go to. But, Johnny, what are you thinking?
1: This actually wasn't a game I was actually looking to play too much. I mean, the pricing all around seems quite reasonable. I mean, even the kind of the ownership seems seems like somewhat in check. It's just, I mean, thank God this game's in Detroit because, I mean, I don't even want to touch golf. He's, he's on the road. I mean, his his splits seem to be kind of ridiculous. Um, Just to be honest, I mean, like Montgomery is probably going to be somewhat a little chalky given his price. And, like, he's probably still good for, like, 20 touches. Um, yep. You know, and I think the Seattle D line is pretty bad. And, you know, the, the Lions have a really good offensive line. So I just, I do, I do worry that it may not necessarily be this game that just goes absolutely nuts. Um, just, it's just kind of a game I'm just putting my foot down and just, you know, I'll let other people kind of, you know, get a little crazy with it. But for me, it's just, I'm going to kind of just stay low. And there's obviously guys here that could punish me. I mean, there's, you know, there's guys here that could put up huge games between, you know, St. Brown and Metcalf, I mean, these guys have their 30-point ceiling upside, so.
0: Yeah, and I I think that's a good point on Montgomery, too. Uh, I think that's another guy similar to Diggs that that's probably a better cash play than a GPP play. I mean, just with how much work we saw him get, and like you said, he's cheaper than he probably should be with that workload. So I'll I'll probably be using him in cash. But moving on, probably going to be going through this game pretty quickly because – I mean, it, it's pretty gross. Indy at Houston. Now we have a 39 and a half over under. Somehow Houston is favored at home by a point and a half. I, I mean, it's Anthony Richardson for me. I mean, maybe if you wanted to stack him, it, it would be a cheap tight end in Kylan Granson. Zach Moss is coming back at, at 4.7. Houston's terrible against the run. So maybe that. And I'm, I think I'm just going to make a rule that I'm going to make a goal to not play anyone from Houston all year long. <laughs> Johnny, Eddie, Eddie, any other thoughts?
1: Um, I mean, Nico Collins is getting a lot of hype just from just all the research I'm doing. Uh, but he's 4.8K. He's actually a positive value right now. I mean, he's besides him and Richardson – Everyone else is, you know, you're kind of playing with fire a little bit. Just, you know, these are young teams. They kind of could implode. Not necessarily a game I'm going to try to be targeting. But you've seen crazier stuff. You've seen, you know, teams just kind of just wild out that have no business wilding out. So, for me, Nico would probably be heavy consideration just giving his price tag and giving the amount of targets he's going to get. And, and he has a good projection as well.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, that that is one thing I will say about the Houston side is, you know, Stroud threw it 44 times last week, which that's quite a bit of pass attempt. So there's opportunities to go around. Nico should be the the benefactor of that. Brown is now on the IR. So th- there are some pieces that you could possibly use. I just I don't know. I mean, these teams are so bad. Maybe, maybe this game does make sense just because they're so bad and it, it shoots out in that sense. But I'd rather just be a little bit on the indie side and, and then just take the savings there and be on my way. Fitz?
2: You, you, my bad. Um, yeah, so, you, you know, you said, you know, Stroud threw the ball 44 times last week. Um I think that's just a little, you know, deceiving because I don't think how many more times is that going to happen this year? I don't think that's who Houston wants to be. I don't think that's how they want to play. Um, I think that was just that game kind of, you know, they were forced into it. Um, but I don't think they're really going to be forced. I don't think Indy's going to push them that much in this game where they're going to have to throw that much where we're playing Nico Collins and, and Robert Woods and and the, these these past catchers on Houston. Um, if anything, maybe it's, you know, uh, Damon Pierce, but even he really, um, I don't know, maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's Damon Pierce and, uh, you know, a naked Richardson. Um, but if you're playing Richardson and they're going to push him, Yeah, you know, Houston's pass catchers are cheap. I'll probably go down to Tank Dell at 3,200 if I need savings and hope he gets some some targets. But, um, yeah, not high in Houston. I don't think they're going to throw the ball that much as they did week one. Um, I don't think that's who they want to be. I think they want to run it more and be more boring. So, yeah, not much on this game.
0: Pretty much. Now, next one, we, we should have a good one here. This probably will be the highest owned game on the slate, has the highest total on the slate. Kansas City at Jacksonville, 51 and a half over under. Kansas City, three and a half point favorites on the road. As of right now, it does look like Kelsey is coming back. Johnny, we were talking about it beforehand. How healthy is he really going to be after standing on the sideline watching that disaster last week? Does he just rush himself back? But I I do think if Kelsey's stepping on the field and they say he's good to go, I'm going to use him. Because I I don't think a lot of people are going to pay up for Mahomes and Kelsey here. I think they're going to maybe use one of Kelsey or or maybe a a McKinnon or just one of these receivers. And, and really they're going to heavily stack up the Jacksonville side here because, you know, they looked really good last week that their prices aren't too elevated, maybe a little bit, but I, I do think that the Jacksonville side looks really, really good here. But the issue with this game is both sides have so many pieces that, it's really hard to get it right because obviously if you're playing Lawrence, you want to play Ridley with how good he looked last week. That that makes sense. But most likely you do want to double stack Lawrence. And who is it? Is it Kirk? Is it Zay Jones? Is it Evan Ingram? Is Travis Atien the play? So if there's a lot of decisions to make. And with Mahomes, I mean, obviously you want Kelsey, but that's pretty expensive. So if you want to pay down at receiver, I mean, Tony looked like shit. Rashi Rice actually looked pretty good at only 3.8 K, but is it going to be one of those two or is it going to be someone completely different like sky Moore? So I, I don't know. Fitz, what, what are you looking at for this one?
2: Yeah, you, you touched on it. I mean, I think this, this was obviously the other game. This game is an absolute smash spot. I mean, I think both these teams are going to um, kind of score at will, but it's just, um, yeah, you got, it. it's going to be tough to get it right. You know, Kansas city. So it's a great offense, but it's just, they're so frustrating fantasy wise. Cause you have all these, you know, unless it's just Kelsey, but I mean, you know, Sky Moore, She Rice, and even the, you know, even the running backs were by committee, it's Pacheco, and then it's McKinnon, even you know, CH in there. So it's just uh it's gonna be tough to to get it right. But I think the, the great start is yeah, just uh Mahomes, Kelsey. I know it's expensive, but you can uh, get some piece from another game um to get cheaper. But for me, it's yeah, it's Mahomes, Kelsey. Um, and then I know uh, Tony looked like shit, but I think maybe they make a concerned effort to get him, you know, some easy touches, get him involved. He is explosive. He can go off. So, you know, Mahomes, Kelsey, Tony, and on the other side, I like ETN. Um, You know, Christian Kirk was so involved last year. He disappeared week one. I don't know if that stays that way. So, you know, you can take a shot, you know, at Kirk. But, you know, on the other side, yeah, there's Kirk. There's Ridley. um, Zay Jones got a lot of work. So, it's – they're all good plays. It's just going to be tough getting, getting the right ones.
0: Yeah. And I I do like, I, I think Tony might be a bounce back spot possibly just because of how terrible he looked. And Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen him be productive on unlimited touches. And like you said, they might, they might have a concerted effort to get him involved, especially early. So 4.6 for him, might be okay I mean you could actually get crazy here and go with a, a skinny stack and maybe go Tony at 4.6 and Zay, Zay Jones at 4.7 and hope that they score some touchdowns and you get a very very cheap cheap stack from this game but the yep. more I think about it the the way you might want to go about it is just play Mahomes and then if it isn't just all through Kelsey, Maybe he spreads it around a little, and you don't necessarily need any one of these KC pieces. You get everything through Mahomes, and then and you I'm can bring, that side. yeah, yeah, you can you can bring it back on the other side with maybe a, a Ridley and ATN, or, or or an Ingram and ATN, or or even just one yeah. of them.
2: I don't hate that. Yeah,
1: Johnny. Yeah. I just want to piggyback off that. I mean, I thought about that, and then I looked at his price, and then I realized you're going to have to give me about. 30 35 and probably a rushing touchdown i mean that's just a hefty price for you know to to go completely naked and not try to at least correlate a little bit um you do have some usage problems with kirk he's not in two wide receiver sets so he seems to lose out on a third of the snaps rasheed Rasheed rice i think only had 12 snaps last week even given how effective he was and i just i do believe the jaguars are kind of for real i mean I, i did Bet the Jaguars' money line. I'm just – the game is at Jacksonville, I think, is kind of a statement game, you know, the way they lost last year. Just – I think it's just time for them to really put their foot down and just – I think with the – they have just so many guys that can really just blow up, you know, just be Etienne and Ridley. Just – these are guys I really do not want to be fading right now in tournaments just given their upside. Zay Jones is going to be in two wide receiver sets. He is affordable. You know, do what you want with him. But – Kelsey always scares me. I said, when you, whenever Kelsey doesn't play for a tight end, that's 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 the one thing you gotta really consider about from a game theory perspective. He could yeah, just go to position, and it's just if you want to do fade him, then just hope he doesn't go too too crazy. But I think health is actually a genuine genuine concern here. Absolutely,
0: but yeah, oh, yeah, Kelsey's, Kel- Kelsey's up, always got to be. Yeah, that that's basically where I where I'm thinking is, if he's healthy enough to play, then I'm fine putting him in my lineups. If we head to the next one, we have an absolute shit show probably here with Chicago heading to Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay is two and a half point favorites at home. Forty and a half is the over/under. This one's pretty simple for me. Even though he looked like shit last week, I'll probably play a little bit of Fields seven point K, and I'm just gonna play him naked, hoping that he he runs crazy. Only had nine rush attempts last week, but do think that he takes a couple more chances downfield and, and runs a little bit more this week. And then it's basically just bringing it back with either Evans or Godwin. And most likely I'll, I'll be using Evans and or Godwin as just standalone pieces quite a bit in this one. Maybe a little bit of Rashad White. Didn't look good last week, but just with the workload that he gets at, at only 5,500, I I think it could be an okay play. Just points per dollar, what, what he can give you with that workload and, and just... The Bears are not a good defense. We we saw what Aaron Jones did, although most of it was in the passing game. Johnny, what are you thinking?
1: Yeah, I'll pick it back when you said Rick Richard White. He just he's just getting so much work. I mean, I just I don't think he's good. But you know, we talk about our running backs. It's just you know, opportunity does mean something at that position. You know, just getting that that many looks. I'm not really touching really anyone from this game you know, from a tournament perspective or even cash. I just do not feel there's enough upside or even enough of a floor with really anybody that includes justin fields he just played too bad last week you know just his mechanics just passing wise he just unless he's really running i don't think he could do it as a passer right, right now so i'm, I'm just going to just fade this game probably completely
0: yeah it has a low over under in 40 and a half and i'm still almost thinking about betting the under that that, that tells you all you need to know about this
2: game but fits Yeah. You know, you mentioned Rashad white. Um, you know, you say, you know, you don't think he's any good. I actually disagree. I think he is good. This offensive line hasn't been great. And you mentioned that Aaron Jones beat Chicago through the air. That's also what Rashad white is pretty good at in in the past game. So, um, I like Rashad white on the Tampa Bay side. Um, obviously, you know, it's very concentrated on, uh, Godwin. So those are fine plays. And then on the other side, yep. we can't argue, you know, fields might not be pretty, but he gets there and, uh, I might play some DJ Moore um, from from Chicago because he can just you know, it only takes one screen pass he can kind of kind of break it and pay off and you know Fields doesn't have to be great for more to be um, to get his so maybe uh Fields you know DJ Moore stack ring with Rashad White you know just a couple
1: pieces from this game. I also want to mention Rashad White is probably his cast consideration, just given his uh, projection. Yeah,
0: yeah, at the matchup and and the. The workload definitely warrant it. Haven't written my cash article, but I have a feeling he will probably be in there. All right. So moving on, i said I like Seattle and Detroit, but I definitely like this game. It, it's probably going to be my highest own game behind that Seattle Detroit game. We have the chargers heading to Tennessee over under 45 and a half chargers are favored as three point favorites on the road. Now, obviously the chargers, Look good offensively, but terrible defensively last week. So I, I do think there could be quite a bit of points scored in this one. Herbert seven thousand, fine with that. Obviously, you can go to Allen or, or Williams. Do like that quite a bit. Williams price stayed exactly the same at five point seven k. Now obviously he didn't do much last week, but we know that he could blow up in any given week. So I'm I'm fine with those guys. Eckler looks like he might not go. Still not practicing. 8.7 K for him is, is obviously an elevated price tag. And if he can't go, Josh Kelly is only down at 5 K. So that could be an interesting play here. And then on the other side, Derek Henry, 7,400. I just think is too cheap for him. People don't like playing them on DraftKings because the full PPR and, and they make a case for other guys, but I mean, the chargers historically are not great against the run. I, I love Henry in this game, 7,400. And then Hopkins is dealing with an injury, 6,700. So definitely something to keep an eye on with him. Cause if he can't go, Traylon Burks is only 4.5 K. So I, I do think that that could actually be a pretty good play. And especially if Hopkins is out, I'd be willing to go back to Chigaconquo at only 3,300,
2: but that's really what I'm looking at here. Fitz. Yep. You mentioned it's pretty simple here. I think uh, Tennessee is kind of a pass funnel, you know, they stopped the run, but their secondary is awful. So It's going to be Herbert and the, you know, Chargers pass catchers. I like Keenan Allen. You mentioned Mike Williams. You can kind of, um, you know, pair those guys anywhere you want. And on the other side, it's big dog. You know, Henry's, uh, you know, Henry's too cheap. He's going to eat. He can break a slate at any time. So, yeah, for me, it's Herbert and the Chargers pass catchers. And then uh, just Henry on the other side. I don't really like Trey Burks or – any of the t- Tennessee passing game, I think Tannehill's trash, and I'm just I'm just not going to get there there. So if, if Tennessee's doing good, it's Henry Eaton. So that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah, I think the only reason I'm going to play pass catchers is because I'm going to be so heavy on Henry that it's kind of just a hedge. Johnny,
1: this is a game for extremes. I mean, the Titans on paper have the worst offensive line, and then they also are just extreme pass funnel as well so i think this could be kind of like a, a bounce back spot because herbert really didn't have a good fantasy game last week and you know with, with the new coordinator kind of just maybe getting getting their stuff together especially against you know the titans who pretty much funnel everything for the pass henry is the one popping out the most you know just from a projection and you're gonna get decent ownership in the game if you want to get a little spicy with this game you know you're probably going to get it low owned. so that's actually probably a decent GPP, you know, play if you want. I mean, wh- what time is this game? Because it could.
0: It's one o'clock.
1: It's one o'clock. One o'clock. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering because maybe you could have some type of lay swap options with this, but if it's one o'clock, you know, make your stand with this and then you can, you know, adjust accordingly. Yeah. And and, and... It's going to be a cash play if Beckler's out. So it's just stay in the obvious. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: And I, I think it is also another game where where you could, you know, there's plenty of skinny stack options. You can go with Henry and then bring yeah. it back with with a Mike Williams who's probably too cheap. So,
2: and and if so, if Eckler's out, do we agree that Josh Kelly's bad chalk? I would say in cash, no. In GPPs, yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I Tennessee is much better against the run than they are the pass. So I, I just,
1: I'd probably stay away. Yeah, it would. I would consider a bad chalk. Yes.
0: All right, but heading to the late games, we have – this one's a lot of fun. We have the Giants heading to Arizona. 39-and-a-half is the over-under. Giants are favored by five and a half on the road, which tells you all you need to know about Arizona. Giants did not look good at all last week, but, I, I mean, they are playing Arizona. So I do think that there are actually some plays in this game if you wanted to play the Giants. I, I think Daniel Jones at 6K is not a bad – Price, I mean, was running for his life last week. Obviously, some of the weapons aren't aren't what you would want. But I think you could just play Jones by himself and be on your way in this game. And then obviously, Barkley is worth the play on any given week at eight k. I'd probably stay away from Waller because of the hamstring issues. And on the Arizona side, I, I want no part. I, I just, I, I probably Jones or Barkley, and that's about it for me. But Johnny,
1: I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, Jones. I don't know. Does it seem like he always gets like seven to 10 rushes a game? Like it's just like he, he rushed for like 700 yards last year. So and the Cardinals pass rush seemed to be crazy last week. I mean, I was not expecting that. So if the Giants have issues, you know, protecting him, he's going to be on the run again. So one of these games I'm probably going to avoid. I might pick out one or two, but really no one here is really popping off for me. James Connor, I really want nothing to do with. I don't 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 think he's any good either.
0: Yeah, he's just, kind of banged up too.
1: Um, but he is popping pretty decent on the projections, but I said just DJ. I mean, he he has some decent upside when, you know, he's he's, he's going to rush to that extent, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, thir- 13 rushing attempts last week, which was the most by any quarterback. So you you know you're going to get that on any given week, which gives you a pretty good floor. Yeah, for 6k, yeah, that's that's not
1: bad and you know, it's just that's that's another team that kind of has to really get their shit together, you know, more like they're going to put up some points just, you know, for the self-esteem boost, you know, they, they probably will do it, you know, after getting blanked last week.
0: Yeah. And, and then just one thing I will say, you know, obviously it's a great matchup, but a lot of people last season, and I even did it a couple times with pairing Barkley with Jones, it's just negative correlation. It's, it's, He doesn't get as much work in the passing game as as you would think, especially around the goal line. So I I don't think from a stack option it it makes as much sense as people might think. They really kind of eat into each other, especially from a touchdown standpoint. But Fitz?
2: Yeah, not much to say in this game. Um, I don't want anyone on the Arizona side. Yeah, sure, you can play DJ. Sure, you can play Saquon. Um, but you know, I, I haven't liked, you know, probably I'll get to the other running backs that are high priced instead of spending on Saquon. Cause I just don't think they're going to need to, uh, push much. I don't think they're going to any points in this game. I just, um, I'm just very disinterested in this game as a whole.
0: Fair enough. Next game. We have San Francisco heading to LA to face the Rams. 45 is the over under on this one, San Francisco, seven and a half point favorites on the road. Seems a little bit steep. Now, obviously, they they look great last week. The Rams actually look pretty good themselves, though. So I do think that this game actually could have some pieces in it that you want to use. Obviously, CMC, 8.9K. If you can fit him in cash, play him because the guy is an absolute freak playing video games out there. Madden spin moves up the sideline. Ridiculous. But, I mean, Debo's still too cheap at 59 Obviously, it was Iuke that got the shine last week. 5.8 5.8 for him. I, I do think a lot of people are going to go to him just because of that last week, but we've seen it over and over with this team every week. It could be somebody different. I don't trust Kittle's health yet. So I'm, I'm probably staying away from him. And then Stafford actually looked pretty good last week. 5.6 K is a good price for him. I just don't know if I want to play him against the Niners. I mean, he is at home, but I I'd rather probably just use one of these cheap pieces. Two, two is only 4.7. Puka at at four thousand nine hundred. Higby's a little expensive at four thousand six hundred, but I think if you just wanted to use a piece from each side of this game and be on your way, you could actually do do worse. Fits?
2: Yeah, not going to be a lot of stacks here. It's definitely pieces, but um you know, surprise, surprise. You know, I think it's a Debo week. Um, You know, it was IU last week. It's going to be someone different every week in this offense. But you know, historically Debo has been good against LA, and I think it's because uh, they play a lot of zone coverage, and Debo just smashes zone. So um, then, like you said, at five, what is he? Five nine or five six? Five nine. Five nine. That's way. That's way too cheap for Debo. So I think Debo's in a. Um, great spot at that, you know, at that price. And obviously, McCaffrey every week is just, you know, lock button if you can, uh, fit him in roster construction wise. And then I'm probably not going to have much. I might be, you know, that defense is so good and for the 49ers. Um, I think it might be, you know, rough week for Stafford. You know, maybe you can count on a, you know, a little turnover pick six, you know, play some Niners defense. And then, you know, if he does do well, it's just, it's going to be spread out, you know, among those kind of, you know, cheap guys, but with, with cup out. So, it's mostly it's to be pieces for the 49ers for me. Yeah.
1: Johnny? I mean, the 49ers, it seems like ever since Purdy got in there and they got McCaffrey, they just seems like they're putting up 30-plus every game. Um, These Rams receivers are going to be somewhat interesting. I mean, they got 10 to 15 targets, and they're below 5K. I mean, this is the biggest O-line, D-line mismatch-up for the, for the Rams, though, I mean. 49ers, you know, D-line is elite, so that that is a concern. Um, but I just think the way the 49ers play and just the amount of points they've just been putting up, they kind of just force the other team to actually try to just keep up with them. So this is a game I'm probably going to target, even though it is a division game. These these games tend to be a little lower scoring than usual, but, you know, these teams have a lot of history in each other. But the 49ers, to me, are just too stacked. And until further notice, I'm I'm going to keep – trying to pull some pieces from them and they're just their ceiling is just too high in general
0: yeah absolutely and I mean you know I said play play a a piece or two from this game but you could technically play CMC with Debo I mean with how low Debo is now granted maybe they eat into each other a little bit as far as touchdown upside goes but they could be their entire offense so I, I don't think it's terrible and it's definitely gonna get you different. And then if you wanted to bring it back with a cheap two two or Nakua, you know that that's not a bad little stack right there. But next we have a game that I wish Mike was here to talk about. I think that he uh purposely went to uh Renegades baseball game so that he didn't have to talk about the Jets, but it, it would have been an interesting conversation. He,
2: but we he's still we have he's still he's still very distraught. He's not he's not ready to talk about it yet.
0: we'll we'll get there (laughs) but we have the Jets heading to Dallas 38 and a half is the over-under in this one pretty pretty ugly from from a a Jets standpoint now as far as the Jets go I mean the only ones that you can even consider I guess are are Brees with how good he looked at 5.9 but I mean Cook was still heavily involved so I, I think you could possibly play Cook or Garrett Wilson but they only have a 14 and a half implied team total with Zach Wilson under center. It's just, it's going to be rough. We saw what this defense did to Daniel Jones and the giants. And I I just, I don't see this one really coming out too great for the jets. So for me, it's probably just Tony Pollard, 7.5 K. I just think what we saw last week, even in an absolute blowout, the guy still put up 25 points. He he's going to be, a serious workhorse and very, very efficient. So I, I like Pollard quite a bit at seven point five K. But Fitz, and anything else you want to add for this one?
2: Yeah, I just wanna just wanna pour one out, pour a little looker out for uh a A-A Aaron. Um that's just uh you know even as a Diehard Jet fan turned Jet hater, man. You hate to see that. I was an Aaron Rodgers fan. I hate to see him go out like that. Hopefully, he'll be back. Um, yeah. But also-
0: obviously, obviously, you could tell I'm not ready to
2: talk about it yet either. Because also, uh, yeah, I just, I just glossed just, right over it. Yeah, I do have to say that is literally the most Jet thing ever. For uh, you know, for that to happen, um, I thought you know it would go bad at some point, but I didn't think it would be four plays into the game. Now it's uh, yeah, yeah all I jokes to- aside. i said the mic
0: and then i told johnny before we hopped on i I said i knew it was going to happen but i thought it was going to be like week 12 they'd be looking good they'd be in first place and then it happens
2: exactly i figured something bad would happen i didn't think it would be that soon so so at
0: at least we got it out out of the way and i I wrote (laughs) on twitter too i said for everyone that's worrying about your jet fan friends don't worry about it we're jet fans (laughs) this is what it fucking consists of
2: yeah yeah, exactly yeah. yeah, yeah. So some some of the meme, there's so many, you know, internet's crazy. So many memes about it. You know, it's it's funny, but it's not, man. You know, it's it's just uh, it sucks for Aaron Rodgers, it really does. But um, anyway, but yeah, that just and it's just talking, you know, fantasy wise. You know, back to this game and DFS wise, it just changes the dynamics so much. It's amazing how you know a quarterback can can change everything because um, you. I'd, I'd be interested in all the pieces of the Jets if Aaron Rodgers playing, but now when you got Zach Wilson back there. It's really, like you said, it's Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, and I don't even think I'm playing Garrett Wilson. So it's Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook from the Jets, and then uh, I'm, I'm not even going to be that heavy on the Dallas side either because that Jets defense is legit. If you even want to play that Jets defense or the Dallas defense, um, you know, Pollard, you know, Dallas defense stack, or, you know, Brees Hall, Jets defense, um, yeah, that, you know, I'm good with that.
0: Yeah, I think I think the Jets defense is gonna be pretty popular. They they are very, very cheap. And just after everybody's seen what they did on Monday night, again, them playing on Monday night probably gets the the salary relief. But yeah, and, and I, I think if Aaron Rodgers is in this game, this is probably the highest total on the slate, and everybody's flocking to it. But Johnny.
1: Well fun size side story. This was gonna be the first game I was gonna to go to since I moved to Texas. I've been trying to dying to go to a Cowboys game. So <laughs> I bu- I somewhat booked the trip, and then all of a sudden, I got a wedding invite for a Sunday at 5 p.m. I'm just... Jesus. I'm like, oh, makes a wedding on a Sunday at 5. People are, are psychotic. Mar-
2: yeah, who gets married on Sunday? You know yeah. Gets-
1: yeah. <laughs> well, they probably gift. saved me about $300 for the ticket, so I'll, I'll I'll hit a different Dallas game.
2: Yeah, you don't want, you don't want to spend $300 to watch Zach Wilson, so
1: no. he probably did you a favor. So... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm probably avoiding the game. I mean, there's there's a lot of high-priced guys who definitely have ceiling, but they're projected so terribly. I mean, Garrett Wilson. This is some of the worst projection I've seen for someone for seven point five. I mean, even Ceedee Lamb. You know, he's he's got he's got good game in him, but he's, it's just you know, he, I don't really see it. I just I just don't. I just I just see this game just being kind of somewhat ass. And Pollard projects well, but. I probably just fade him too, to be honest. I mean, this like one of the other games I mentioned earlier. Probably stay away from it.
0: Yeah, there, there's, there's not a lot to like. But play
2: the defenses.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I didn't, didn't even look
0: at Dallas. They're they're probably pretty expensive. Four
1: thousand for Dallas. I mean, that's I'm just not paying that for, that for put his a defense on your lineup when you can start doing that. But listen,
2: yeah. dude, they, they could totally. You can't tell them they're gonna say Yeah, you're right. That no, you're person. right. You can see Zach Wilson throwing them throwing two to the house and and just being, you know, it could be ugly. Or, you know, I think it's going to be a low scoring game, a good defensive, you know, battle. So uh, I'm fine
1: spending up there.
0: Yeah. If, if it fits, I'm, I'm fine with it, but I'm not I'm not going out of my way to change a guy in my lineup to fit them in.
1: Oh, I, I did want to mention since it's a late game, if you need to delay swap, Reese Hall is that guy. <laughs> he, he can do 10, 15, 12 touches and just still put up 150 in a t- touchdown. So
0: oh, agree. Yeah, I was saying in the offseason pe-
1: people forgot. People forgot. Yeah. That like, that man that man is something else. He's, he's that guy. So Do you need that kind of late, like, he's only 5.9 K. So that's kind of that range where you could put him in if you know if you if you need a little help late. And he's not going to be owned.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The 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 only issue is how many guys are you going to have in your lineup from these late games cuz these late games are kind of ugly. I mean, you know, if you had Debo and you wanted to swap, I guess that that could work in in the flex.
1: Well, Debo is very chalky this week. Just just
0: Yeah, that. so that that's what I'm saying is is yeah. if you wanted to come off the chalk there, that would probably be they're they're the exact same price. So that would probably be the swap. Mm-hmm. But the last game on the slate, we have the Washington Football Commanders Redskins heading to Denver. 39 and a half is the over under. And Denver is favored by three and a half at home. This one I think is pretty straightforward too. I don't know how much of this game I'm even going to touch, but does look like Brian Robinson is is, is the clear guy that's going to get the bulk of the work here. Five point two k for him. McLaurin, five thousand seven hundred is a pretty good price for what he can do, and Dotson for what he can do also under five thousand dollars at only four thousand nine hundred. I think any of those three can warrant a play. And then on the other side, it, it's basically Javante five point six k. Cortland Sutton, 5.4K. Judy could be back, but I don't think I want to touch him in the first week. And then Adam Troutman, $3,000 is a guaranteed cost. Wow. Can't even speak. I'm so excited about it. Guaranteed cash lock. You, if you're playing cash, just put Troutman in, start your lineup, $3,000 with Troutman. It's a free square, no Dulcich. I don't even care if he sucks. It's $3,000 for a tight end. It's cash. Put him in there. Fitz?
2: Yeah, I think uh, you nailed it. You know, this isn't going to be not going to have any Russell Wilson and pass catcher sacks or Sam Howell and pass catcher stacks. Um, not going to stack this game at all. But um, there are pieces. You mentioned them: Dotson, McLaurin, um, Brian Robinson, and then Sutton, um, Troutman,
1: Javante Williams on the other side.
0: Yeah, Johnny.
1: This game just looks like a clearance rack. I mean, every everybody's just cheap. Just. But there's a lot of just timeshares here. I mean, this might be one of the games you're doing afternoon only that you can kind of get a little spicy with. But when you're talking about running backs that don't really have the full job, I mean, Ryan Robinson's been the only one that probably I could see getting 20 touches, like, confidently. Everybody else, you know, it's going to be split and work. And I had a little more faith in Sam Howell, a little upset how he played last week. But Denver seems to always kind of keep teams in check when they – when they play in Denver, I'm not I'm not sure how their home field advantage is like that, but you know they tend to keep games somewhat close. And yeah, maybe that's maybe that's a defensive play too. Denver defense at home against Howell Yeah, um, yeah. De-
0: Denver does have a strong defense.
1: Uh, well, I like to throw this little garbage play out there. You know, Curtis Samuel with 4K just seems to always get like five to eight targets a game. But that's you know, but that's just you know, if you're playing a shorter slate, you know, he's kind of just a little dirty play there.
0: Yeah. So breaking news, I mean, obviously, by the time you're listening to this, it won't be breaking, but Puka Nakua oblique injury did not practice today. So there is a possibility with an injury this late in the week that he may not be there. So 22 Atwell at well chalk, four thousand seven hundred dollars. And I mean, if you're looking to come off the, the two to chalk, maybe Van Jefferson actually does something for once in his life. Probably not. But maybe that just means more Higby. But just something to keep in mind. I figured. It came in before we were done, so might as well throw it in there.
1: Yeah. It was the hottest thing in the uh. Yep. Yeah. And oh well. I'm One for tired. all the bad.
0: Yep. All right. Well, before we get out of here, just real quick touching on some of the favorite stacks. You know, I said Seattle and Detroit is, is probably my favorite. And then I'm gonna go pretty heavy on, on the Chargers in Tennessee. But Johnny, what do you think your favorite game would be to target? Or, or not even just game. If there's just even a mini stack that you think you might like the best,
1: um, I'm looking at Jacksonville potentially. Not, not even with the Chiefs bring back. And I am, I play about five lineups a week. I am gonna have some type of exposure to the 49ers in all five of those with one of their pieces. I just think their ceiling is just way too high. Um, this is kind of a gross slate, so I probably will be axing out. Two to three games completely and just kind of just concentrating there. I mean, maybe a little chalky, but I'll I'll find ways to make it work. No, I, I
0: think what you said actually makes a lot of sense, too, is if you're stacking the Jacksonville side and not even bringing it back with a KC side, that's going to get you different right there. And and you know, obviously those Jacksonville pieces are going to be pretty high-owned themselves, but it, it's not just the players themselves, it's your entire lineup. So most Jacksonville stacks are gonna have a KC bring back. So if you don't have one, that automatically makes you different right off the bat. Fitz,
2: I'm big on the uh, on the Burrow bounce back. Um, Burrow, Chase, and Higgins um, double stack and just uh, yeah, let them get right. And like I said, if Andrews is playing, um, you know maybe I'll have there as a bit, uh, bring back. But yeah, I'm big big on Burrow Bur- Burrow uh, comeback.
0: Yeah, I, I like that a lot, and it's going to be low owned. You bring mm-hmm. it back with a cheap. Flowers and and that's yeah. a pretty damn nice stack yeah. right there.
1: A little expensive, right. but it should work.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 worth it though. You know that there's times where you can pay up, and there's you know there's volatility there. But if they're going to do anything, it's going to be through those guys. And also, you're gonna you know
2: even though he's going to be you know low on Burrow, but even if they do play Burrow, it's probably it's going to be with one of them. They're going to pick Chase or Higgins. Yep. Um, I think you get different playing on both, and we've seen plenty of games where they both get there. And if he's rolling, um, you know, I think it's concentrated there to both of them.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. But that's gonna do it for this week. Thank you for joining me, Fitz. All right, everybody, go win some money.
1: And Johnny. Take it easy. I'm gonna spend half the slate at a wedding.
0: absolutely brutal it it really is the worst that that happened to me two years ago there was i forget what it was it was it was a wedding and then i think it was like a three-year-old birthday party two of my sundays were taken away but not happening again i i think i'm opting out and everybody seems to know that so hopefully hopefully no more invites on sundays But that'll do it for this week. As always, check out thehelmsports.com. We'll have the roster construction up there. I have heard a couple people asking where my NFL bets are. Going forward, my NFL bets are exclusively on themadlabmma.com. So if you want access to those, you're going to have to sign up over there. Look down in the description for the link. Obviously, we have everything you need from MMA and NFL and also putting in golf bets. Speaking of which, I got to see how I'm doing at the Fortinet. But... That's going to do it for this week. As always, thank you for listening. I am your host, Derek Helm. And remember.